the negative Nancy's. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancy's. My name is Roy Walker, and I'm joined at the adult table today with my fellow Nancy's, Primo Thomas, Matt DeVita, and guest Nancy, some chick. With us, as always, is Junior Nancy and Kirk's all grown up son, who's going to tell you exactly what Danis is, Tyler Cleary. Today, we will be discussing the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia as we record from five separate locations with fine adult beverages. Now, lace up some homemade tap shoes and listen for the Boone County Maintenance Call, baby. Come and get it, baby. Come and get it, baby. Uh, today we are joined with a wonderful actor, an incredible person, and great friend, Kathy. But before we get into that, let's examine our drinks. Leading off with our guest, what are you drinking? I am drinking an ice cold glass of Pinot Grigio. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Primo, I'm having a uh, Genesee Ruby Red Kolsch today. Mm-hmm. Trash, lovely, seasonal, <laughs> love it, sensational. Uh, <laughs> Matthew. Um, since this is going to be probably our fanciest episode, I broke out my Lafroig 10 year. Got a single pour over a single ice cube. I, oh, it's lovely. Oh, yeah. You. This is <laughs> special. Um, Tyler. I uh, picked up more amaretto, so I'm back to amaretto and coffee. <laughs> Yo, time the fuck out, dude. You went out and all you picked up was amaretto? Oh, <laughs> yeah, wait. I like amaretto. This. I get it, but Jesus Christ, there's like. It's a mixer, man. It's not the main course. <laughs> it's like going to a steakhouse and like, oh, I'll just have salads. I, I, I don't know what's good. Keep them coming. Oh, my God. Do you have internet on your phone? <laughs> Kathleen, would you like to tell <laughs> yes. us a bit about yourself? Um, fuck you, sure. man. I'm drinking. Uh, oh, fuck oh. you. I was going to just have bourbon, and then I was just like, eh, I'm going to put an orange in it. And then I ended up putting some simple syrup in it. Now it's just essentially like a very bourbony old fashion it's too much yeah. alcohol never anyways too much. matt you can you can do the lead-in <laughs> so uh kathleen would you like to tell us a bit about yourself um sure uh my name is kathleen i live in astoria queens which is right around the corner from manhattan basically um i'm an actor uh, i sing i make stuff sometimes i like write and like make collages and i love to like doodle i don't really know what else i hate this question i hate writing bios you're a great physical theater performer yeah basically i love attention and in exchange for that i'll do many different things Perfect. And you can yeah. reach Kathleen yeah. at seven months. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah, I live in New York, but I do still maintain my Buffalo area code. Badge of honor. Dead girl. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, if you reach me at, at Kathleen, I don't know how you would say my Instagram name, like Denny. It's my first name and then the first four letters of my last name, D E N E. Word. Yeah. So if you would like to shower her with attention. Please do. Yes. In quarantine, <laughs> my roommate and I have been making videos once in a while, like parody videos. Um, again, because we love attention. So please will haunt give, shower dreams. us with it. <laughs> That's great. Hell yeah. For those yeah. of you who are unaware... The Wild Wonderful Whites of West Virginia was a documentary produced by Johnny Knoxville. He had originally gone down to West Virginia to find his ancestors because he... <laughs> discovered he was descended from West Virginia Mountain Men, which is hilarious. I found this instead, baby. Right. And he <laughs> instead discovered the Wild Wonderful Whites and decided to make a documentary. Now, they refer to them as the true rambles of the South. Mm-hmm. Good old hillbillies. 
<laughs> their dad, D. Ray White, was a miner in West Virginia um, at a time when mining companies owned basically everything in the town. So, like, when you got paid, you weren't paid in dollars. You were paid in what they called scrip. And then that scrip, you would have to go use that at there at the coal mines general store to buy things. I think one dollar in scrip was like twenty five cents a dollar. Um, so basically, the coal mines had a monopoly on how people lived their lives. So he started taking advantage of the social security system and set his kids up with getting social security checks at young ages. But meanwhile, it was also a gifted tap dancer. A mountain tap dancer, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so he was yeah, known same. as like the last of the mountain <laughs> tap dancers. Actually, going back to our college days, I wrote my tap term paper on D. Ray White and his son, Jesco. Fucking yes, me. she no, did. No, I'm not kidding. I wrote Terry's tap paper on Jesco White. Yeah, he, well, his was a, it was a subtle mix between like traditional tap dancing and what is called clog dancing, right. which is like a lot of heel. And it was just, they're really fucking good at it. Yeah. Like, it's kind of weird. Like this guy can't talk. But he's so good at dancing. Well, that's what's so crazy is like, you know, they are these really proud, hick ass people, but they come from this man who he's an artist. Like he's yeah, an incredible right. dancer. Like Dansa. <laughs> what's the thing? And, and what spiraled the family out of control was when D Ray was filming a movie that he was in. The Talking Feet. Talking Feet. The Talking Feet. And he got killed in a shootout. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> as one does. As one does. In Canada, no less, right? In Canada. Yeah. yeah. And then the whole family spiraled out of control once the mm-hmm. head of the family was gone and all the kids went nuts. But meanwhile, I mean, to go back to the social security system, so all of his kids have been signed up on checks since they were kids. Right. Like, I, Mamie, as Mamie describes it, she's like, I don't have to work because I'm crazy. And they're like, why are you crazy? And she says, because I want to be. Because I want to be. <laughs> Yeah. Basically, after D-Ray dies, all hell breaks loose and all the kids, all his children kind of go crazy doing drugs, drinking, like fuss. They didn't have nothing to do but fuss, spot, and party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's basically <laughs> what the documentary is about is going back and discussing the white family history and where they're at now. And let me tell you, it's it's a ride, man. You it have really to watch is. it. It's on Amazon. It's free right now because it's the 10th anniversary. I have a pretty good lead-off question. Um, okay, great. So, uh, Primo and Kathleen, I'm guessing this whole um, Wild Wonderful Whites started with you two. So, can you tell us where the saga began? Do you remember the first time we watched it? Was it at 2867, right? It must have been. No, 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 no. It was in um, your apartment in Lewiston. No. Like, for sure, for sure. I in My memory of it... It was totally junior... It was totally my junior year. It had to be. See, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. It, it had to be a 2867. Uh, sometimes I get... I get the order of those years confused, and I that's what just happened. I was like, oh, it would have had to be that No, summer. it was totally when we lived in the haunted house in yes. Lewiston, because <laughs> Megan was there. I just feel like I, do, I have no memory then of the first time that we saw it. Because I think it was on YouTube at the time or something. No, no, it was on Netflix. It, it was, was definitely like one of, it was right when Netflix kind of first started. I mean, the streaming service, this was right. when, this is back in the day when Primo and I were co- in college. Oh, so many moons ago. Uh, Yeah, many moons ago now, which drink to that. But uh, 10 long years. 10 long years. This year it was supposed to be my uh, 10 year high school reunion. And I don't want to say that anyone is benefited by the coronavirus. But my 10-year high school reunion is probably not happening, and that's not a bad thing. 
So <laughs> nah, I'm mad about that. You're 92 baby, 2010 graduate. I am. I'm actually my birthday is this Sunday. God, you're old. <laughs> uh, yeah, 27 wasn't great. I feel like I always want to say things can't get worse, but that's you know, they then they do. Then they do. Um, <laughs> we, I, I remember when we watched the wild wonderful ways for the first time we were all in a documentary phase that's what i was gonna say so this was around the the the, the burgeoning of netflix like right. the you know the netflix frontier had just kind of opened up and like that was the thing to do is find all these weird you sound so old i, I feel old talking about it like this because this was like almost 10 yeah. years ago is it when like porn was still on netflix and shit I wouldn't know. You'd have to ask Primo. Primo. Uh, I never really got my porn from Netflix. I didn't think I knew porn was on Netflix. <laughs> You're kidding me. I don't know. Matt, you'll have to tell us more about that. It was that. I don't fucking advertising the front. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, there were so many documentaries on Netflix then. And it was just like, it was its own thing of a lot of these movies you couldn't get anywhere else unless you were like downloading them onto your computer. But I saw a lot of good ones back then. That was when we also were watching before Vice got big. We were watching the Vice Guide to Survival, all those really mm. fucked up documentaries. Yeah. And then that's how we stumbled across the Wild Wonderful Whites. Mm-hmm. And then the um, the cult was formed. <laughs> we just immediately became obsessed with it. Like We didn't just watch it that one time. It was like we saw it once and then probably watched it every day for the next week. Damn. Yes. And every one of our friends group can cite it word for word. <laughs> obsessed. Also, Tyler, you're fired because I just found out there might actually be a hidden porn section on Netflix still. Wait, still? Yeah. Holy shit. No. Oh, um, damn it, Tyler. I, uh, I didn't know you guys wanted me to research that. Yeah, anything that's like, that sounds questionable. You're just what's keeping us from being sued. Yes, oh you're God. keeping us from being sued. Yeah, we have secret categories. What <laughs> Fair the fuck enough. is this I shit? I mean, you guys did make me look up what was it, uh, steampunk porn. So I oh, guess yeah, I should have saw that we one. Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll come up later. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, it was such a phenomenon because I don't think I've ever seen, I still have it, Tiger King came close, but I haven't seen anything still that really touches yeah, on it. Yeah, Tiger King is definitely in the same vein, but also the drama in Tiger King is spread across, you know, what is it, like eight, 13 episodes? Eight, eight episodes. Yeah, know. this one, they just hit you hard with it. <laughs> yeah. The directors really had to try to, like, frame events in certain ways to like make you think there's like a conspiracy going on in the background of Kyra King whereas opposed to like the wonderful whites it's just like that's just what they fucking do (laughs) (laughs) like everything they say is incriminating themselves incriminating their whole families they're happy i know they were so happy to give details that's the best it's like the scene where mamie white is like i killed a man threw his body in the thing they're like there's a camera right there i got three mine shafts up here i got three hollers up here what is it like i got six man shafts in that holler the guy's like the camera's rolling she's like fuck that camera i love that kirk kirk was there even oh no right where she's like are people gonna see this Cause if they are, I want them to know I tried to kill that motherfucker. Don't say anything you don't want us to air. She says something along the lines of like, if people are gonna see it, she's just like, oh no, that's fine. I just want to make sure that Dennis sees it. Right. <laughs> like, like within the next five minutes, she looks directly at the camera. And is like, y'all know Mama? Well, she cleaned up the blood and bleached the knife. You're like, hmm. the fucking cameraman's yeah. like, well, don't say anything you don't want to say. She's like, well, if he's gonna see it, I'm gonna. I want to say it. He's like. Like, oh yeah they totally say it yeah. <laughs> how many trials do you think like that documentary has been used on oh, so many question. fact checker look it up i mean i know they've all come out retroactively and said like it's not real 
Which like yeah, but that's just because they were so incriminating, self and so yeah. But someone's like actually in prison, so it can't be too fake. Right, right, right. Kathleen's girl Sue Bob got arrested. <gasps> oh, I think you told me. Sue Bob, no. Actually, she's Roy's favorite. Yeah, she is. She's always been the sexiest one in the family. Do you have do you have <laughs> mozzarella cheese sticks? Do you have free hashtags. <laughs> Why's on your side if you ain't got <laughs> This could go all day. This is just going to be an hour straight. Wait, Roy, do you have the sound bite? She don't see us. Renee! Get out and knock on the window. <laughs> 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 hey, Tanner. They took her baby. They took her baby. <laughs> She's trying to yell through a window. CPS took her baby. <laughs> like right in the fucking drive-thru, man. <laughs> it's actually like, I was kind of thinking as I was getting ready today, you know, because they are in the South, because they're West Virginia, like I feel like watching, re-watching this movie when I did like a week ago, my first thought is, are these people Trump supporters now? Like part of you is like, well, they must be. But then part, the other part is like, they're all living on social security. Like, how could they be Trump supporters? Right. They would take all their money right. away. I mean, not that Trump supporters show logic, but it, that was also the, a thing that I thought of right away. Is like, these people have all been living on yeah. social security. Not all shoes life. are flip-flops, but all flip-flops are shoes. With that, we need to take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Mousy's getting dick tonight. <laughs> Hey there, friends. In lieu of paid sponsorships, Roy, Matt, and I have decided to dedicate our message breaks to important companies and causes in the Western New York area. Today, I am dedicating this message break to the Irish Classical Theatre Company of Buffalo, New York. Like all the theatre companies in Buffalo, Irish Classical has had to sadly cancel the remainder of their 2019-2020 season. I have had the honor of working with Irish Classical in the past, and I am very excited to be collaborating with this pillar of the Buffalo theatre community again this upcoming season. The Irish Classical Theatre Company was founded in 1990 by Dublin-born brothers Vincent and Chris O'Neill. Since its inception, the Irish Classical Theatre Company has been a pioneer in the area of culture and educational outreach to enrich the community it serves. ICTC is a proud member of the Theatre Alliance of Buffalo, representing Buffalo's 19 professional theatres. Now entering its 26th anniversary season, ICTC continues to celebrate its strong Irish roots through its choice of repertoire and by bringing special guest directors playwrights and actors to the Niagara frontier to work and to be honored. If you would like to donate to the Irish Classical Theater, head to their website, www.irishclassical.com donate. To keep up with online programming and announcements, please follow ICTC at www.facebook.com slash irishclassicaltheater and on Instagram at at irishclassical. If you choose to donate, please know it means the world to not only us here at the Negative Nancys, but it means far more to the wonderful team at the Irish Classical Theatre. And now, back to the pod. Slancha. Tyler, by yeah, the way, sure. Kathleen is like not interested in you, so please stop asking. <laughs> please! <laughs> Ugh, it's so awkward. All I do, it's like, I mean, I'm used to it, Tyler. You understand. Like, all I do all day is I get turn it. Down. I get it. You know, but, like, don't make me do it more than I have to. Like, Jesus Christ. All right. Listen, Tyler's from Lockport, so he doesn't see attractive ladies very often. Tyler's from Lockport, so he's not really used to, like, social norms. I should you not. Uh, one day on my way to school, I saw a naked crackhead, approximately in her, like, 70s, pissing on a bank. Oh, my God. Yeah. On, a, like, a bank, like, an institution of finances, a bank? 
or like yeah, a snow yeah. bank. Good for her. <laughs> no, like the an institution of finance. <laughs> and the sheriff wants to kill me because I fucked his wife. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going straight. To- yeah. We have to make sure to recommend Hank Williams, the third for the listening of this podcast. Hank Williams, the third, the worst. Hank Williams. <laughs> Cause the sheriff's I trying to ask. kill me cause right. I fucked his wife. <laughs> fucked his wife. I want to jump off and see. Let's let's go around and see who our favorite characters are. And I want to say it because who who do you think would be your alter ego of the white? Starting Ooh. starting with our guest. With okay. So I have loved this movie for so long. It's really hard to pick one favorite. Like I, I would say my favorite is probably different than like who I think my white family spirit animal is. That's fair. So I'm gonna jump right in. Obviously, my favorite is my favorite is Derek Wayne Castle. Dirky, aka dirty, dirty old white, white boy. boy. Love of dirty. my life. Origin yeah. Originator of the Boone County mating call. Dirk, if you're out there, I'm single and desperate. Come and get it, baby. <laughs> I'm single and desperate. Jesus. Just kidding. Not that desperate. <laughs> and who do you think you match with? Oh, <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm really dragging myself here, but I feel like of the white family, who I who I feel like my spirit really identifies with is Mousy. Yes. I- <laughs> I, you know, her perseverance, her gives no fucks, like, she, she gets right out of prison, and she knows what she's gonna get. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would say <laughs> <laughs> This is my husband, Charles, he's a cheater, <laughs> he's a bastard cheater. We gotta get together and discuss our divorce and get remarried. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, um, who is your favorite, oh, slash, who do you God. match with? You can answer All right, both. to be fair, I've seen it once. And that was with you. And me. And that was that's like. Okay. That's, that's okay. That's, that's good. Like, this is like a true, raw, real first impression. I remember, what was his fucking name? Jesco? Jesco, Jesco okay. White. Do yeah. not say you're like Because he doesn't him. like his eggs. No, no, yeah. no. I just, I feel. <laughs> I put that butcher knife up to her throat and I said, you want to live to see tomorrow, you better start frying them eggs right because I'm tired of eating sloppy, slimy eggs. Feel like that violently about it? <laughs> like, who the fuck doesn't feel like that? Like, that's what I think resonated with me most personally. So I think that's like, he's like my spirit animal. I never try to murder someone over the way they make my eggs. But I really don't know who I'm most like. <sighs> to me, you are kind of the Derek Wayne castle of the group. Whoa. You think so? I don't have enough pill bottles for that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you were on competing medications a few episodes ago. <laughs> My competing <laughs> medications? <laughs> Roy. So I can tell you who I'm entertained by the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Subob. Yeah, he yes. loves Subob. <laughs> the first shot of Subob that you see is her jumping off of a trampoline, dressed in the most ridiculous <laughs> outfit. Yeah. Yes, doing flips on the trampoline. <laughs> And she's terrible at it. Terrible. But she's just like, she's like, like, you see how fucking awesome that was? Yeah. <laughs> like, fell down. Like, she might as well be I'm... up on the pole during that shot. Like, she is showing off, honey. Yeah. And then, like, the whole time she's talking about, like, her name and, like, why she's called Sue Bob, you can definitely tell there's a moment where she realizes that Bobby Sue sounds way better. <laughs> Like they never come back to it. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Bobby Sue is like a cute little name, and then Sue Bob White. <laughs> so, who do you think you uh, 
who do you think you compare to? Uh, probably Brandon Poe. I'm <laughs> 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 no, just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I don't know if I relate to any of them. I mean, like, I do have a, I do have a temper, but I've never tried to murder someone. Is it like a quiet temper that <laughs> just stays below the radar and then shoots dude in the face three times? Who's the guy that loves to get fucked up? It's Jessica, Jessica White. Oh, it's Jessica. Yeah. I guess in that respect, maybe my spirit animal within all this is the way that Mammy sees Jessica. There and we go. Bro, if, if Jessica ain't high drugs or high neck, y'all can't <laughs> stand me around him. I like to get real fucked up. <laughs> Next shot. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Oh my gosh, and the the Manson Presley uh, tattoo he gets. Oh my fucking god. When I'm Manson, <laughs> I can't stop killing you. Yeah. And like looks right <laughs> in the camera. It's it's Manson in Elvis. The, the crazy shit that he says where he's just like, I don't know if we're all dead and reliving stories. Oh, he's like, it's like the dead killing the dead. Yeah. That's the mark of the beast. When Moses said to Noah. I'm like, honestly getting chills. It's like the scariest part of the movie. Much scarier than them talking about that guy getting his fucking face shot off. All right, hold on. I want to jump to Tyler because I got to know. I got to know what Tyler is. All right. So you are the freshest of fresh babies on this. Birdie May. I am most entertained. Because, like, I, I just can't really relate to some of these people. You're from Lockport, yes, you can. Brandon Poe, because <laughs> I thought it was fucking hilarious how he just, like, shot his uncle in the fucking face. <laughs> Three dipped, times. Stole the car, and then, like, just burned it and started shooting at the cops. He was like, I thought I killed my uncle, so I just, I just decided to burn the car and shoot the cops. I'm like, that is so irrational. <laughs> I, like, how he says it's so matter-of-fact, too. Like, I thought I killed him, so they weren't so. going to take me alive. Like, what? You're no, trying to he was talking about like his court sentencing he's like yeah my judge yes. likes me we get along i'll probably get sent home and i'm like what you shot some dude in the fucking face and burnt a car three like, times dude and then you fired at the cops and he's talking about like his family and he's like well i mean they're my family they love me they've been around me my whole life but i mean i shot dude in the face like yeah, bro. <laughs> uncle's just like, I might have to kill this fucking kid. <laughs> like, I, I guess we can all agree that the most boring character in the entire movie is the one that you should strive to be the most like, which is Pony or Pony. Yes. Pony. Pony. Pony White. The one that got away. The one that moved to Minnesota to start a family and like work a normal job. And his son looks like Alfalfa. Oh my God. Yeah. He's the only one that's employed. Yeah. My absolute favorite character from day one, and Kathleen can attest to this, has always been Jessica White. And the reason I love Jessica is because the guy is clearly out of his mind, but also has been severely taken advantage of throughout his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Jessica's the member of the family who like inherited his father's talent. Right. And because of that, yes. he got a lot of in- attention also, which included this documentary called The Talking Feet on PBS. Oh, no, that's uh, The Dancing Outlaw. Oh, The Dancing Outlaw. I'm sorry. The Talking Feet was D-Ray's movie. But um, Dancing Outlaw is the where that uh, Sloppy Eggs quote is from. Yes. 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 Slommy. Yes. Slommy Eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sloppy Slommy Eggs. Just partied and <laughs> and danced and sn- like huffed gasoline for 10 long years. <laughs> 10 long years. <laughs> Burned a hole in his fucking brain. Yeah, dude. Like, Could smell the difference between diesel and regular. High tests oh and low tests. <laughs> That's a fucking skill, though. I think what I love about the guy is is that, yes, he is batshit out of his mind, but like when he is dancing, dude, he is having a fucking blast. Oh, he's alive. Ha- like the, the little snippets where Hank the Third is playing and he's just going, he's like, woo! Like, man, that was great. Like, yeah, dude. 
Yeah, like you yeah. could tell that really brings a lot of joy to his life. And if you really look at it, these people from generation to generation have just been totally like shit on. Yes. Yeah. They're comfortable in the area they live in, but there's just like no opportunities there. So like for anybody to find anything. Well, it's like more than anything, what this movie shows is like generational poverty. Yes. Right. Like mm. these people who maybe at one point in their lives, like when they're getting these social security checks or whatever, think that they're high rollers or whatever, but now their children, Mousy, Brandon Poe, Kirk, are all going through right hell basically from drugs from violence and because they're yeah they're they're trapped in these lives <laughs> you know they have one relative that's ever left. I think that's what's so interesting about the movie is like, obviously it's really funny and like crazy to watch, but it does, I think, show a very interesting, like generational picture of these isolated living conditions and like Appalachian life like modern Appalachian life. And that guy didn't just leave to like start a big career or anything. He, he literally just left to give his kids a better life and it's not like he works a glamorous job either he no, just he's works, like a handyman yeah he he's a handyman he's like plastering for like ceilings mm-hmm. and stuff that's all he does and he's so happy with it and he's oh the only person in the family making an honest living like you could say jesco makes money from his appearances sure but does he also most likely dabble in drugs on the side i mean we see him do a lot in the movie pawnee's daughter has a degree in nursing she couldn't have done that down home she couldn't done that down home <laughs> well right <laughs> And it's crazy how aware all of his kids are of how bad it was back in Mm -hmm. West Virginia. Well, it's clear that he's made them aware of it, you know, like they have to know what they left behind so they don't repeat the same mistakes. Definitely comes from that long tradition Mm -hmm. where like we explain everything in our family. So that's just what I was brought up. So I'm going to tell you exactly where I came from. And that's why we're not going to go back to that. Right. And I know one of the other guys, like one of his nephews or something who's with him says like, well, I, yeah. Little uh, man. Yeah. Little man (laughs) talks about going back and being robbed or like pickpocketed by kids. And that's how they raise them there but there then he said you're and those kids are probably your relatives right (laughs) but it's so interesting like i think of the last scene of the movie where they have they're having like a picnic outside or something and it's it is this kind of like twilight romanticized moment of like it's this huge family picnic and all the kids are running around like crazy and like you know mamie's kind of looking there like smiling at her grandkids and whatever but the night goes on and things get dark and you see like 10 year old kids like smoking cigarettes and drinking and like them all of them just continuing to kind of run around with no supervision as the adults do like god knows what it's this weird dichotomy of like they're so entertaining and they have so much kind of life and excitement to them but the darkness is there yeah. and it's right. keeping them in this kind of pit of life like this. Right. We need to do 30 seconds with Tyler. We are about 10 minutes oh overdue God, for I that. So that's a lot died. for us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another segment of 30 Seconds with Tyler. For those of you not in the know, this segment is when our very own Boone County mating call himself, Tyler Cleary, gets to talk about (laughs) anything he wants. Does not have to be topic related. Tyler, how are you feeling today? I'm uh, feeling pretty good, dog. How about yourself? Doesn't that documentary make you feel so much better about yourself? Yeah, it does. Or does it make you feel at home? (laughs) It does. You know what? It makes me feel at home. I feel welcomed there. You would, you would. Actually, no. They, they, 
They'd fucking kill They'd you. They'd kick my ass. <laughs> 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 All right, Tyler, are you ready to race the clock for points? Yes, I am. Your 30 seconds starts now. Okay, on Friday, December 6, 1907, in the Monaga coal mine in West Virginia, there was approximately 367 men in the two mines, though there was, the number was much higher because workers often took their children and other relatives to help in the mine. That day oh. at 10.28 a.m., an explosion occurred that killed most of the people inside the mine instantly, and the ventilation system necessary to keep fresh air inside the mine was destroyed along with all, like, all the equipment. Inside the mine, the wood supports were blown down, which caused the roof to collapse. An official cause of explosion was never determined, but it's believed that, ah. Uh, oh, wow. I feel like you were just about to get to the good shit, and I'm really curious, and I don't care what the rules are. Tell me. I literally <laughs> had, like, six words left. All right, yeah, tell me. I gotta know now. Yeah, I didn't even know, too. <laughs> they believe that it was an electrical spark or an open flame that ignited methane gas. Ooh. Oh, wow. Mm. All right, well, it is customary that we allow our guests to judge 30 seconds with Tyler first on a scale from 0 to 10, 0 being the worst and 10 being the best. Kathleen, okay. what would you grade him if you had to? Because you do. Because I do. Um, I mean, I will say the delivery wasn't great. Like, I mean, I understand you're like trying to beat a clock, but it was a little rushed. You know, you stumbled a few times on your words. <laughs> yeah. But... I mean, we were all left in such suspense that everyone wanted to break the rules to like hear what the fun yeah, fact was. Yeah, so I do have to give you cred for that. I'm going to go with a seven. Okay. okay. Wow. Thank yeah. you. That's fair. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Primo, what would you give him? Um, I'm going to go with an 8.5 uh, wow. because you did go to topic today. I was pretty impressed. Um, and it was good, man. It was good. It was good, Tyler. Good job. You keep getting the same note over again, which is stop stumbling over your words, mumble mouth. <laughs> Ooh. Fair enough. It's the adrenaline. Eight and a half. Fucking sound guy. True that. Big uh, Matthew, what would you give him? Yeah, dude, that was a solid 7.5 for me, man. Tipping high today. Thank you, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, that was the first time I wanted to know more about it. Yeah, it's the first time I wanted to know more about what you were talking about. So, well done. And topical. Very, very, very good. T-Dog, I would say that you did good, but you didn't do as good as you could have. I'm going to give you an 8.5 because I still, did, I still did really, really enjoy what you were talking about, and it did make me want to break the rules. So, I guess that's what the whole episode is about is breaking the rules. 31.5 for you. That's not bad. It's definitely better than last episode. Yeah, good Renee! job, buddy. Renee! Renee! They took her baby! <laughs> I'm 81 <laughs> years old today, and I'm going to tell you that it's the drugs and the computers that are going to take over the world. <laughs> yes, Moses. Well, my daddy used to say, he said, you get too old to cut the mustard, lick the jar. <laughs> I don't know what he meant by. <laughs> I have been slowly infecting all of my friends with the with the documentary, and That's the first thing one of my best friends said was just like, like we had to pause it, and he was just like, like he's like I knew what that meant, <laughs> and, I, and I didn't think it was funny at all. <laughs> Everybody's been celebrity casting Tiger King, so I want to jump in and celebrity cast Ooh. the Wild Wonderful Whites. Anybody have suggestions? Uh, I only, we don't have to go too deep. I just want to do like the main family. Um, Renee Zellweger, Kirk. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh my God. Right? Actually, that Together, right? I think Billy Bob yeah. Thornton would do a good Jesco. Maybe, maybe. I was going to say him or um, what's his name from fucking Bud from Kill Bill, Roy? Oh my oh, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's his good. name? Um, I'll bring Tyler, fact check that. Just, I want yeah. Kathy Bates as Mamie. 
Oh, 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 <laughs> she's yeah. She's great at it. <laughs> oh, man. She's so talented. Um, Someone writing this down. I'll write it down. Um, so, Which guy from Kill Bill? Uh, Bud. Uh, Michael Madsen. Yes, Michael Madsen. Shouldn't your fact checker be doing this? He should be. He should, but he's, <laughs> yeah, he's I dumb. absolutely should be. Thank you for calling me out. Can you also like write these uh, casts down so I don't have to do it? Because it's a lot of work for me. Yeah. All right. So uh, <laughs> repeat them real quick. Yeah, Renee Zellweger as Kirk. Renee Zellweger. Zellweger. <laughs> Can you fact What's check last that name? I'm sorry. Holy it's like shit, cutting dude, out. I'll fucking write it down. Renee Zellweger as Kirk. We have Kathy Bates as Mammy White. Yes. Either Billy Bob Thornton. No, it's, it's got to be Michael Madsen. Okay, Michael be. Madsen. So let's jump to Sue Bob. Ooh, that's a hard one. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sue Bob. Oh, that is a hard one. I feel like that would have to be a curveball. Like, that would have to be like Kate <laughs> McKinnon, like a no. real like, character oh, actor. Kate McKinnon! She would do it. She would do well. Like, someone she who could really well. like do the, who would go there, you know? What's the right. other sister's name? Uh, Derek's mom. Oh, Bo. Uh, Bo. Bo White. Bernadine. Bo Cephas. Bo Cephas. <laughs> I don't know where to cast him, but um, Bill Hader would be would just be great in any role. Bill Hader's pony, dude. He's yeah, pony. Bill Hader's pony. pony. That's such a lame role to give him, though. No, it's not. It's hilarious. I fucking got the shit out of there, man. <laughs> I said, gotta go. Um. Oh, oh, wait. Uh, What the fuck? What's her name? Um... Three billboards over Ebbing, Missouri, Catherine. Uh, oh my God, Francis McDormand yes, is yes, yes, that's actually perfect. Oh, but who is Derek Wayne Castle? The most important casting in this movie. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy <laughs> Chalamet. <laughs> what about that kid from White Boy Rick? I would think a young Brad Pitt, maybe. But no, yeah, gotta, we're casting case. today. <laughs> What's his name okay, from fucking okay. um, 21 Jump Street? Uh, Channing Tatum. Channing yes, Channing Tatum. Yes. <laughs> sold, sold. Okay, I thought of a good one for Brandon Poe. Are you ready? Yeah, yes, we're ready. Shia LaBeouf. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he basically already is. Um, can I just say that if you ever look at the spelling of Shia LaBeouf, there's definitely some Cajun in there, and I just like to say it like a uh, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, have you guys seen Honey Boy? Off topic, but Shia LaBeouf. Not yet. I have not. I have I've not heard seen about it yet. Though. I should check it out. You Honey Boy. Definitely uh, check that okay, out. Mousy. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> no, don't yeah. do my girl mousy like that be the best for that role that'd be fucking great rosie o like young rosie o'donnell but not current rosie o'donnell she could do it she could <laughs> who was the mother in in uh the act was the act is that what i'm thinking oh patricia arquette patricia arquette i feel like she's a little old too mousy's supposed to only be like 30 oh jesus she looks <laughs> all the shit from all the drugs <laughs> oh wait time out time out that's a great idea. I'm kind of thinking Rosie O'Donnell for Baby White. Cause... Or Roseanne Barr. Oh, my God. <laughs> nah, Roseanne Barr's too much. No, she's too much like them. That's not really acting, though. If you free up the role for for her to play Mammy, then who the fuck would play Mousy? Gwyneth Paltrow in her shallow howl fat suit. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow would also make a good Bo White. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't um, know. I like Kate McKinnon. Now that I've heard it, I can't shake yeah, it. As Suba. Who else? Who else are we missing? Oh, who's going to be Birdie May? Just somebody real innocent and old. Betty White. Done. <laughs> Betty White as Birdie May. <laughs> Done. Perfect. Also, do we need somebody to play D-Ray? 
like in like old tap dancing right. videos and stuff. Could oh, that yeah. be Bill Hader too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Double cast. Bill Hader plays all of the dead white siblings. Yeah. Like as they go yeah. through in the beginning and, and talk about how all of them died, he reenacts all of them. All the dead whites <laughs> and current pony, who's the only one who's left. That's hilarious. So yeah. as he went all to right. put it to his head to show that he wasn't lulled it, he blows his brains out. So we have uh, Susan Kirk White being played by Renee Zellweger. Yes. Mamie White played by Kathy Bates. Yes. Jessica White by Michael Madsen. Yeah. Or I did think of another good one. What's his name from Grand Budapest? He plays Dimitri. Adrian Brody. Oh, Adrian yes. Brody as, as, as Jesco? Yes. I'd have to disagree. I have disagree. I feel like Adrian Brody would actually be a better pawnee. Nah, Bill Hader. Anyway, going back, going back. Fuck us. Sue Bob, Kate McKinnon. Uh, okay. Bo White or Bo Cephas as uh, Francis McDermott. Yeah. Oh, you know who else would be good in that role of Bo Cephas is um, fucking Jane Lynch. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I looked at one picture I, I, of it's Francis McDormand. I like I her. one picture where he's just like Jane Lynch is clearly better. But here's why Francis <laughs> here's why Francis McDormand is better is because one she's like won all the awards, mm-hmm. and two she would take it incredibly serious. Jane okay. Lynch is awesome. You know who else just came to mind? Also, um, fucking what is her name? Aunt Jackie from Roseanne. Um, oh. <laughs> That's oh, oh my fuck, Lori Metcalf. Lori Metcalf. Lori Metcalf would yeah. be a great bow, also. Pony White, or they say Pawnee, and all the dead uh, whites. Bill Hader, and all the other dead whites. Bill Hader, <laughs> uh, Derek Wayne Castle, Channing Tatum. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's probably my favorite one. I think you have to lose weight for it. Bra- Brandon <laughs> Poe is Shia LaBeouf. I'm proud uh, of that one. Mousy <laughs> White, uh, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Birdie May, the great Betty White. The great Betty White. And with that, we will take another break. We will be right back. Hey, guys. Uh, This week, in lieu of uh, paid promotional ads, Primo Roy and myself would like to take the time to shout out some agencies that really need donations right now. Um, One of the biggest agencies that needs a lot of help is the Red Cross. COVID-19 has caused worldwide panic and created a scarcity of resources. We have heard a lot about masks and gloves and toilet paper, but we really haven't heard a lot of people talking about the need of blood. Um, The Red Cross has had to cancel so many blood drives in order to keep their employees and our communities safe. This quote is directly from their website. We are working quickly to identify and replace blood drives canceled due to workplace and school closures. Search for opportunities near you and check back often as we are continuously adding new donation opportunities. If you don't see available appointments near you or in the near future, please search 7 to 15 days out. The need for blood is constant and patients need your help. As you can see, the uh, situation isn't ideal, but if you are asking what you can do for your community right now, please consider donating blood. Go to the redcrossblood.org, uh, follow a few simple steps to find your nearest donation location, and give blood as soon as you can. Thank you for your consideration and helping your community. Now, let's get back to it. So, um, we asked this to Alicia, or I asked it to Alicia, when she was on. Um, Kathleen, I'm curious what the worst thing Primo's oh, no, ever done to you is. Oh, this is going to be so bad. <laughs> we this a consistent thing. The worst thing Primo's ever done to me? Yes, when oh, Primo Kathleen, brings his friends on, no. we have to ask this question. No. <laughs> Personal. Uh, I, well. Make him cry. I don't know if we should get into it, honestly. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. 
What the fuck did you we do? We have to bleep this whole thing. Go the distance. Uh, yeah, I honestly, like, we're going to have to, I, we'd have to bleep names. <laughs> Kathleen, it's up to you if you wanted to. I mean, it's not like a specific thing. It's more just like there was a time in my life when I was a young, impressionable like 19 year old and I was desperately Pray. in love with someone whose last name is Renee! <laughs> um, uh, okay. and I don't want to say Primo like sold me up the river but he definitely like allowed this person to fully treat me like trash and also Ooh, openly trash my name yeah. Um, Primo, are you digging a hole right now? What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Openly trashed my name and also like actively hung out with me less because this person wanted him to. Yeah, he was a ter- he was a manipulative person. Oh my god! But yeah, I mean, we were both in. They took her baby. So I guess all's forgiven, right? <laughs> if anyone wants to know why I'm a bitch, it's Primo's fault. <laughs> You're welcome. Fucking A, Primo. And with that, Matthew's wholesome moment. (laughs) Rainbows. Cold beer. Fireflies. A hard day's work. Your first kiss. A firm handshake. Fresh music. Gasoline. Miracles. Monster truck rallies. (laughs) Butterflies. Matthews. Wholesome moment. Welcome back to uh, another episode of Matthews Wholesome Moment. This week, the question is, throughout the years that you've enjoyed the wild, wonderful whites, what is one thing you've learned about yourself? Wow. From the movie? From the movie. I used to think I had a lot of problems. I saw that. (laughs) I don't have that many problems. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Turns out. You know, I don't know if it's something that this movie has taught me necessarily, but I think anyone who's seen it more than once, like I have shown this movie to many people and it has, especially for Primo and I, it's been a staple in our relationship for 10 years <laughs> wait, now. Wait, you have to tell them how much of a staple it is though we primo and i like have had a plan to get matching ass tattoos that say turn, turn me, me on turn, turn me loose, loose. <laughs> which is a jesco wipe <laughs> we have been saying that we're gonna get them for years and around the time he got married we were i would say it was a more serious plan i mean it's definitely still in the works oh, girl I'm, I'm i'm dead ass still about that so who's getting turned me on who's getting turn me loose no like the whole we're, phrase we're, we're oh you guys get matching mm-hmm. okay not like completing the sentence turn me on turn me loose Matt, i made the same mistake because when they told me this years ago now i misheard them and what i misheard i think is better is where one person um probably kathy gets turned me on mm-hmm. just because obviously like you're a disney princess and he's an ogre um and <laughs> and primo would get turd me loose because i thought that would be fun to have on a bus no way seriously i would never put that permanently on my body you don't want the word turd on your butt i'm gonna respectfully decline Decline. oh yeah decline it yeah 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 Yeah, obviously (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know if i've learned anything from this movie but it has brought me endless joy and like i said i've pretty much inserted it into all of my friendships whether people Mm -hmm. wanted it to be there or not i just love it that's very important i don't think anything else matters of any person in the documentary, 
if you had to start in life with on a romantic level, who would you choose and why? Mousy. <laughs> She's a passionate woman. She's Very passionate. passionate woman. She's getting dick tonight. She's getting dick every night. <laughs> and it's yours. <laughs> Matt, do you have a choice for this? <sighs> I think I might be on the same boat because I just nobody's like going to pick Bo. That's true. No, absolutely not. You're gonna, <laughs> Roy's going to pick Bo. Not Bo. I'll pick Subob maybe. <laughs> they don't call him Subob. The sexiest um, one in the family. She's sexiest one in the family. How do you not pick Subob? Um, <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I'd probably go with Massey too, just because it's like I need someone who's direct and I don't want someone that will like beat around the bushes about what they want because I hate guessing. <laughs> so I never have Massey to guess. She'll tell you. She'll fucking tell me. <laughs> Massey's a dom top. So I have a thing about teeth, as all of you should have. You should have a thing about teeth, right? So with that. Kirk? Really? She got she got she got new teeth. Kirk. She did get new teeth. She got new teeth. She did. I don't know. I like I don't know. I, they're all terrible teeth, Kirk. I mean like Are you going to adopt her kids though? No. No, no absolutely not. <laughs> I will not be responsible for that. So Kathy, uh, is yours Derek Queen Castle? I mean, of course. Of course, you know, he's got the looks. He's he shown he can provide for a family like when he took a shotgun out back and like shot that empty soap bottle. <laughs> That's how rednecks do it. <laughs> that soap bottle is coming for you and yours. Exactly. That's how rednecks do it. Tyler? Uh, yeah, Tyler, who do you want? Brandon Poe? <laughs> I'm going to go with Mommy. <laughs> Mamie? You're going with Mamie? Mamie? Yeah. I like yep. that he calls her Mommy, like, just letting us all know why. I thought it was Mamie. I was going to say, that's exactly what he wants. That's what would be said during sexy time. Damn right. Um, <laughs> Also, mind you, she was old as shit, and that documentary is 10 years old now. Was she old, or was she just haggard, though? Let's like, these uh, people have done so much. Yeah, fact check that. How old is Mamie White? How old is your wife? Mamie White. <laughs> Yo, Mamie, you know she's still raising Crazy hell. <laughs> Anyone oh, listening man. to this podcast, it's paired with music by Hank Williams the, f- the third. The soundtrack actually um, it has more than Hank Williams. There is um, uh, the Kentucky Headhunters, yes. Big and Rich. Um, D- Anyone Dickerson. who's featured Jessica White in a music video gets a song in this movie. <laughs> How old is she, Tyler? How old is she? How old is she, Tyler? Big ass happy family. Are you okay, Tyler? I, I found uh, Mammy White's Twitter, and the first thing is "fuck you, law." <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Fuck you, law. I love that. That's so open ended. It's so general. Just law. Yeah. Law. All of it. <laughs> I found out that Mammy White was on Squilbi- uh, Squidbillies in 2005. That does not fucking surprise me one bit. But that was four years before the Wild and Wonderful Whites. Jesco had like light fame before. That's why they they made the movie. Like he had enough notoriety before. <laughs> right, right. It's not like they picked like some like random family. Yeah. What are some other of her uh, posts? I'm now I'm just curious. On Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers, don't fuck with Mammy White and get by, cause I'm the biggest, meanest, and baddest, and I don't take no fucking shit. <laughs> yes, the biggest, the meanest, the and the baddest. Baby. I'm gonna do the voice. Ready? Morning, you fuckers. I done had me a joint and a Corona drink and drank me a little shine last night. By God, if that don't put your dick in the dirt, nothing will. 
Did she say Caroni oh or Corona? Caroni. Caroni. I'm yes, looking at it right now. It the way she says it. Fantastic. Incredible. I think the Caroni wackest race. one is I ain't a racist. I hate everybody the same unless you got weed. Then I like ye. <laughs> like ye? Like ye. Like ye. Y-E. Like Y-E. Yep. Yeah. Then I like Miami what? Come and get me, Law, but come as in come, not come here. <laughs> come get me, Law. Come and, and then get she me. says, fuck the law. Fuck the law. Her first ever tweet was, I'm new to this son of a bitch. <laughs> you know what's weird is that like they're all and I I mean this is I might I might end up bleeping this out just because like it's it is like kind of an offensive term. Mozzarella cheese sticks. Oh, yeah, it's what Megan Fox, right? Yeah, like Megan Fox. I think she's it, regular hot. I think she's regular hot. It depends on the movie. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> Transformers. You see Jennifer's body? No, I don't watch bad movies. <gasps> Bite your tongue. That is what we got to start a whole other podcast, y'all, because I have to educate you on Jennifer's body. All right. So the biggest and the baddest of the whites is obviously Mamie because she has to self-proclaim it so goddamn much. But if all the whites were to somehow get in a weird fight, if you will, who do you think would come out on top? Well, who's the one that shot the guy three times in the face? <laughs> Brandon well, Poe. He's in prison. Doesn't Brandon matter. Poe. Yeah, yeah. Him. Yeah. Him. I don't think Brandon Poe would win. I think uh, well, it would be between like Mousy and maybe like Kirk could be scrappy. You know, yeah, we know, know Kirk has a history of violence. She loves a fight. She, I love I, she get along with the devil, but she hates that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> To me, like, Kirk and Mousy come off as the most hardcore. The uncle. The uncle that got shot in the face. He pushed his eye back in place. Yeah. Mm. He'd fuck anybody up. So, final thoughts with our guest. I just feel this was really fun, but really overwhelming. And I feel like I have so much left to say about this movie. Like, I could never talk enough about it. But it's such an interesting moment in the culture, I feel like. Like, it's... A great documentary, and then it really is a slice of life of this fucking crazy shit you would never see outside of a movie theater. Hopefully, you know it. To me, like <laughs> growing up in suburban Buffalo, it was like mind blowing. Have you ever been to like Albion? Or, like, <laughs> yeah. Those people are fucking crazy. I have driven through some parts of Central New York that fly Confederate flags. Definitely mm. give the vibe of this movie. <laughs> if you guys want to go to Boone County, West Virginia, just come here and we'll all take a trip to Ransomville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ransomville essentially thing. is Boone County. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's close enough to where we could actually take like a night, like an overnight trip. No way, dude! Oh I would God. never Primo, fucking you spend and I, a night. Like this is ten years in the making. We have to go to Boone County at some point. It just make the pilgrimage. <laughs> but yeah, this movie has brought me a lot of joy, and I have tried to introduce it to other people, and I hope that it brings them joy, and also, you know, some cultural awareness too. Poverty is cyclical, so mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie nails that in the head. <laughs> All right, with that, we will do a live Boone County episode at some point in time with a video, I'm sure, um, with our guest, Kathy. That being said, this has been another episode of Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancys. We remind you to stay in your homes, to wash your hands, to um, not huff gasoline yeah. for 10 long years. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you in support of local theater companies from Buffalo, New York. For more complaining, visit negativenancyspod.com and follow along on Instagram at negativenancyspod and Facebook at negativenancyspodcast. If you'd like to send us love letters, you can reach us at hatemail at negativenancyspod.com. Let's Bitch with the Negative Nancys is available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
My name is Kathleen Rose Denneke.